0: The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio. 1069 FM 1390 AM. The FAN
1: Good afternoon. What's going on, everybody? Eric France and AJ Salvison. What why are you shaking your head every
2: time I open the show? I want the I want the original intro. What's the original intro? You know what I'm talking about. I want your your famous routine intro. Well, it's, it's now became routine. And you've backed away from it for some reason.
1: Okay. Hmm. You'll have to remind me what that is.
2: No. Oh, come on. Give the fans what they want. Give the listeners what they need. Give... Give you what you want. Yes, more so than. <laughs> more yeah. specifically. Hey, great news, Eric! Big news coming up uh, today. PlayStation Five will be, be released later on this year, and with it, NBA Two K Twenty One will be uh, the first sports game. I'm I'm elated to uh, go spend six hundred dollars on this. Six hundred dollars. Holy cow. Oh, stop it. You haven't spent six hundred on something that you everybody else felt meaningless except for you. Mm. Hmm. No? Liar? <laughs> Not that I can think of. It's a PlayStation 5. For
1: a it video is, game console. It looks amazing. It's a lot of money to spend on
2: wasting time. Wasting time? Yeah. My therapy. Get outside. After a long day with you, <laughs> read a book. to go. I've read plenty of books.
1: Put up some hoops.
2: <laughs> Put up some hoops. <laughs> go to my Nerf ball hoop. <laughs> That's right. I'm. It's great therapy. Like it is. Like I, I, you know, I get my my creative player on NBA 2K20, and 9:30 at night. I just I take an open shoot around, listen to some music, and shoot around. It's great. So I am. I'm putting. Up, I I am putting up some hoops, Eric. A lot of hoops. <laughs> a lot of hoops.
1: Oh, funny. Okay, so a lot of different things we're going to get through today. Uh, there are there is some movement in Major League Baseball and the NBA. But they may oh, be moving in different directions.
2: directions? What the fetch, man? <laughs>
1: I, we live in bizarro world. <laughs> uh, Major League Baseball, according you know, they had their draft. The the draft started last night for Major League Baseball. Rob Manfred saying he's 100% positive there will be a season and even made some comments to make it seem like they may be moving closer to what the players are asking for. So we'll hear what that's all about. Uh, Meanwhile, the NBA seems to be moving the other direction. It looked like it was uh, full steam ahead, and then all of a sudden... There's a a growing number of players that are saying, hang on, hold on a minute. I don't know if I feel comfortable participating in this.
2: Yeah, this (laughs) isn't... What the crap is going on this year? I mean, we, like you said, full steam ahead. We are going to have a basketball season on July 31st, and then there's reports that it's getting moved up a day to July 30th now instead of July 31st. But there's rules about that the players cannot leave uh, Walt Disney World grounds, which, boo-ha, you don't get to leave Walt Disney World. Who freaking cares? <laughs> Honestly, can you think of a worse place to be stuck? Is there a worse place to be stuck,
1: though? Uh, I mean, look, you got hotels, you got lots of restaurants. Yeah. It's, you got an amusement park in your backyard.
2: I mean, let's, yeah, I... Yeah, don't spare me for not throwing you a pity party with balloons and streamers. Because I ain't doing it.
1: You're hanging out at and a then, resort.
2: but and, and now they're freaking crying, moaning that uh, they don't get to have their families around for, until the second round. If they make it to the second round. Here's the other thing. like If you don't make it to the second round, you're going home anyways. Yes. So you get to see your family.
1: And the, the majority of those teams, of the 22 that will be there, only... Uh, What's the second round? I guess it'd be eight teams.
2: Yeah. So, Adrian uh, Wojnarowski, more uh, than half of
1: you're going home anyway.
2: Yeah. Adrian Wojnarowski came out and said that the timetables on the 22 teams in Orlando, six teams will be eliminated after 35 to 40 days based on play and elimination stuff, and then 14 total teams will be gone by 53 days at latest. Uh, More timetables on the uh, of the thing in Orlando. The second round of playoffs, a maximum of 67 days. Four teams will be left on the Disney campus. After conference finals, which is a max of 82 days, there will be two teams left for the NBA finals. And and your family comes by after, after the first round anyways. What you're whining about.
1: Uh, there, there seems to be a growing number of players that are uncertain about gathering together, uh, according to Adrian Wojnarowski, about forty to fifty players <laughs> on conference calls over the past twenty-four hours have discussed, and they're, 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 there's no formal petition yet. But there's been growing talk about what if you have somebody that chooses not to participate, not because they have an underlying health issue, but they just they want to be with their family. They're concerned about bringing it home to their family. So, players who, um, who may be ill, they still get and don't can't participate. They're still going to be able to get their full pay. Those teams that don't get to participate in this resumption of play, those eight teams that didn't make it, they're still going to get paid their full pay. But what if you decide, you know what? I just I just don't feel comfortable being there. I have no medical reason not to be there. Do they get a full pay? Do they get blackballed? Yeah. Do they get, get, get looked down upon and, they, and persecuted?
2: You almost kind of have the sense that the owners and the league will find a way to find a loophole to not pay them. Saying, yeah, you know, we don't need to pay. We found, you know, one a whatever. Says we don't have to pay you.
1: You could have been here. You should have been here, but you weren't here.
2: On your own decision. Right. If it was via an injury, we'll pay you. But this is this is, I mean, because of fear. Um, and then we'll continue that, that those players can be replaced by a substitution player. NBA plans to allow replacement player or replacements for players who test positive for COVID nineteen or suffer injuries. Replaced players become ineligible for the rest of the 2019-20 season. So does that include the guys who don't want to play, right? If, if I, for example, if they get to the finals and the player's like, hey, I've changed my mind. I want to play.
1: I've, I'm okay now. You guys have proven that it's okay and it's safe.
2: <laughs> I feel better. I'm I'm back. Team would be like, heck no, right? No way.
1: Well, what the NBA is doing is they're saying, look, we're going to, your typical roster is at 15, but we'll expand it to 17 to include some of those two-way players. That were in the uh, in the develop or the G League,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, but I mean honestly, those those guys aren't really going to be difference makers. No, <laughs> but Kendrick Perkins, former player.
2: Oh, he's he's an opinionated man, weighing
1: in saying that uh, he he gets it. If a player doesn't want to go, if they don't feel comfortable, they shouldn't be punished.
0: You can't knock a guy or knock a player. For not wanting to go and play and participate. Because right now, um, I think the coronavirus uh, has been overshadowed by the death of George Floyd and, and civil rights and the protesting. But the coronavirus is still here. Cases are still rising. People are still dying. Uh, oh, I don't
2: know what else to, to tell to
1: you. To that, I mean, he's He's, he's Correct. not I mean, he's, yeah. it's,
2: it's true. My, my biggest concern is who are those 35 to 40 players? If we're talking major contributing players, even coming off the bench, it's going to affect, it's going to affect the team in a major way. And San Antonio, Washington, New Orleans are going to need those guys. San Antonio thrives with their bench. Major. If they don't have those guys, they're going to be in serious trouble. And if they don't have their head coach, by the way.
1: Well, Houston Rockets have come out. Daryl Morey has said, "If we can't have D'Antoni on the sidelines during our games, why are we even there?"
2: You're still there to play, right? I mean, it gives. I mean, look, I know it's D'Antoni Give someone else a chance to step up and coach in a big game. Players still want to play. There's no way that James Harden is 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 with this. That if D'Antoni's not coaching, that he doesn't want to play.
1: I think it's created a window. There's so much uncertainty and weirdness about all of this that you could look at it and, and be strong on your position and still just say it's unprecedented. And it's hard to argue against it. <laughs> if you're the Houston Rockets and the NBA says, out of concern for those people who are most susceptible to get this disease, we want to prevent anybody over the age of 65 from being within this uh, in these close confines with other people they can be in team meetings they can write on the 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 uh the whiteboard in the locker room but on the sidelines where you have more close contact we need to limit that and Houston is going to say well what's the point uh we need our we need our captain <laughs> we need our chief guy there on the sidelines cuz he's the head coach for a reason
2: yeah that's true I, mean, I get it. But <laughs> I just I would imagine there's a lot of players who would actually like to play to get paid and maybe have a chance at and the Rockets do have a chance at being in the NBA Finals. A neutral court, no crowds, they have a legit shot. And if you if they say, Well well if the general manager or the owner says, Well, we don't want to go because D'Antoni can't coach, there's gonna be a riot. There's gonna be some really upset players over there. Uh, Adrian
1: Wojnarowski, uh, again, he's been reporting on all of this, uh, some of his uh, reporting that, uh, that that there are players that are concerned about going to Orlando, even though originally when this was being discussed, it looked like, okay, all hands on deck. We're cool with this. Mm-hmm. But over the last few weeks and uh, developments with social unrest and uh, recent increase in COVID-19 cases around the country, there's... Uh, Growing number of players that are concerned.
3: I still think that the NBA will return in July. I do think there'll be players who won't be a part of it. I think it'll be more so on teams outside of the championship contenders. This is a concern for the league, and 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 I'm told that they're going to have a mechanism uh, in the agreement that they announce that would allow players who don't want to play to stay home. Uh, they won't be punished by their teams for it. Now, they will not get paid, I'm told, but uh, players who aren't comfortable for whatever reason to go in um, won't have to go in. And and so, like, the league certainly had concerns about this. The Players Association did.
1: So, if you choose not to go... You're not going to get paid. You're not going to get paid. That's a pretty... Big decision
2: for a player to make. Do you feel like the whole like the team won't punish you, but they'll look down on you? Oh yeah. Oh, you aren't going to come help us
1: if I'm a playoff team and I have a chance. <clears throat> yeah, and I've got a guy on my squad that's like, you know, I just don't feel comfortable doing this, and I can't see how your teammates wouldn't be upset with you. Right. But like Woj said, those players, those types of players are probably more likely to be on the Washington Wizards, Brooklyn Nets, Orlando Magic, <laughs> Sacramento Kings. Because honestly, for them, it's like, really, we're not in contention anyway. Yeah. So why am I putting myself and my family at undue risk? Why are they there? Like, if they... look well, was the NBA, and their team has told them that we're going to be there. We're going to participate. Your team is chosen. Yeah, but they don't want to be there. No, they. Some of these guys don't. This is their time to be on the beach or to p- put on their basketball camp in their hometown or do things internationally.
2: So yeah, it's. I and, and, it's as all weird as that weird sounds, word. I kind of wonder if some of these players are, are have the chance to be in this season, unique form, are uh, envying the guys who are hanging out with their families, getting ready for vacation, going out, and you know they're gonna go to the Bahamas or whatever, and this guy's like, well, I gotta go to Florida without my family. And go play for a team that's probably going to get eliminated before the, you know, before we even get to game number four, and then we're done. I mean, we'll play four more games, but we're done. Like I'm going to go waste, what was it, two, three weeks or whatever it is? I'm going to go waste that many days just to go get our butts kicked and then come home. <laughs> yeah, this this took a turn for the worst. That's for sure.
1: Uh the NBA NBA, as you said, did discuss uh moving things up a day, which I don't quite fully understand what Why, that's all yeah. about. That if the NBA does uh well, looks like it, the NBA will begin play on July thirtieth instead of the thirty first. Not exactly sure how that affects the whole calendar.
2: But um That means we've got to move our show up too. <laughs> Doggone it, guys. Uh yeah. So, But
1: more about what the, the player point of view and some of the things that they're talking about with the still coronavirus is still a thing. It hasn't subsided. Uh, look, for me personally, I remember early, you know, a couple months ago, people saying when we get to summer, it's going to warm up and the virus doesn't do well in the heat and it's going to really take a dramatic decline.
2: Yeah, Utah proved that wrong.
1: <laughs> I'm still waiting for that. Uh, Arizona. I don't know. If it could be any warmer than Arizona right now, and uh, it's uh, just saw something. They've had an increase in their numbers recently.
2: Wait, and didn't their governor just come out and say, "Hey, we're gonna"? Yeah, they were one of the first up? states
1: to say, "Let's open things
2: up." And I you know it's kind of Do falling you see, back okay. On. So with that, I know Carl Smith and, and and I talked about it on Monday, and with AJ Knight, but like it only takes one person to screw this whole thing up, right? Yeah, true. Like if one player ends up testing positive with COVID-19 and they don't have the symptoms but they test positive and they're on the court for a significant amount of minutes, (laughs) we shut it down. Shouldn't have been here in the first place. So they better hope like hell this works because if it doesn't, there's going to be a lot of finger pointing going on. Well,
1: and I think that the plan is early detection, regular testing, Temperature checks so that if anybody starts to maybe manifest a slight symptom of it, start to manifest some of the symptoms, they're going to isolate that person quickly to get them before they're really contagious. Yeah. Um, if they don't, then why? You know, it's a pointless exercise if you have to shut the whole thing down. Because, Aj, there is somebody that will get this on a sports team somewhere.
2: Yeah, I'm with you. I absolutely agree. I mean,
1: there's some college athletes that are testing positive at different organizations, different campuses around the country. Um, whether it's college football, the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL, there, that's a lot of people. And somebody on one of those teams in the or- in an organization is going to test positive while things are going. So the real test is how quickly do they t- do they catch it? How how uh, what what kind of procedures do they take to isolate them? and keep everybody else safe and can they can they resume play and keep things going even if they have positive cases in the midst of it
2: yeah i i think that's a big thing is <laughs> and well and then not only that but if you you can do as much testing as you want and try to be prepared for it all you want but that COVID thing is—I mean, it's it's sneaky, and it can and it can snag you. Um, and I, I agree. I think it's gonna it's gonna get somebody in college football. But the thing is, is that I think the sports major and college are so ready to play that if they someone does test positive, they're just gonna lock them up, you know, quarantine them away for fourteen days and continue on playing sports.
1: But will they also provide some provisions that? Hey, uh, uh, you isolated that guy that's on my team. Uh, you you identified that he had, was kind of symptomatic, and you isolated him. Well, I'm uncomfortable because I know he did these other things in the building, the same building that I'm in. But you're still asking me to play. Can I? am uncomfortable. Can I just sit out until we're sure about this? See, I don't think. And can college, I do
2: that without repercussions? I don't see football do. I don't see college football doing that. I see the kids saying, hey, I want to play. That if I feel good, I should be playing. NBA is a little bit more worried because they get paid. And, I mean, it, for them, they can just sit at home and, you know, I guess, well, I don't know if they'll collect the paycheck, but they'll sit at home and spend time with family and not have to worry about playing.
1: Uh, Adrian Wojnarowski reporting on what... Players are talking about, among themselves, the type of discussions that they're having in the midst of the NBA trying to resume their season.
3: I think it's a combination of several things. I think largely, I think players...
1: Thank you, Adrian. (laughs) Is that it? That was... Let's try that again.
3: (laughs) I think it's a combination of several things... I think largely players in the last week or so have really gotten a better sense of what living in a bubble and playing in a bubble, you know, what it will include and how limiting it is, how restrictive, how isolating it will be. The fact that they can't leave it, they can't go outside of it and they can't have visitors come in and none of them would be able to have any family able to come in till at least after the first round of the playoffs. And I think there is a group of players that they would like to see some of this, the quarantine elements of this uh, loosened and softened. And I think there are other reasons. There are teams, players on teams who know they're not going to win a championship in there, that financially, this doesn't make a big uh, difference to them in terms of what they're going to make. And I think the Black Lives Matter movement, uh, I think that is playing a role in uh, the, the conversation among players.
2: That's another good point he actually brings up. I didn't think about that. How much do you think that this whole pro set, protest and Black Lives Matter thing affects it?
1: I don't know. It's a good,
2: fair that, question. That's a, that's a great point Adrian brings up.
1: Uh, I'm seeing reports from some that they suggest that they, uh, they, they plan in their own ways to participate in, in protests while they resume games uh, we've seen players do that before wear shirts that say black lives matter or I can't breathe uh, write things on their shoes things like that I would not be shocked nor surprised to see that going on in Orlando mm-hmm. but to say that you don't you wouldn't want to play for a championship because of social unrest related to that maybe i just i'm not
4: now maybe if it, i'm just not
1: understanding well yeah no
2: and if it's occurring in florida then i get it right i mean if it's at walt disney world then i definitely get it safety and and the situation itself could be very uncomfortable but if it's peaceful there and things are all right and it's safe for you to be able to go play then go play i just yeah interesting though that's a that's a good thought brought up by woosh I don't know, Eric. So, so I guess bottom line. Do you see? Do you see any significant players staying home because of this COVID nineteen and the uh, the restrictions and such in the NBA? Do you see any significant players of championship contending teams staying home?
1: I, I don't. I think if you're in the top four of either of either conference, my guess is that those teams feel like hey, we, we want to compete. We fought hard all year to get yeah, to this here. point. Yep. We want to keep going. If you're in the bottom couple, and if you're on those teams that were brought in to fight for a, a chance to make it, I could see there could be players on those teams thinking, what's the point of this? Why do I got to get myself back in shape, work my butt off, travel to an isolated place where my family can't be, to for a, a chance to get into a first round where I'm probably going to get swept anyway.
5: Hmm.
1: I mean, for twelve games yeah. at the max. Yeah. But you get paid,
2: right? I mean, that's the biggest thing is you make some money.
1: Well, the, the league has said those teams that didn't forget to participate Phoenix, Minnesota, Golden State, Cleveland, those players are still gonna get paid. Even though they didn't get in their teams didn't get invited. So it's not like those 22 teams, they get extra money because they were invited and those that got left out don't get anything. Yeah. They had to make it equal and fair that way for the, all the players to agree to do it. Good
2: point.
1: I don't know. What do you think? 435 four three five three three nine zero three two one. Text us
2: in. Let us know. 435 Championship teams, man. If like I, I just I like what you said, and I think, and I'm just gonna echo you that if you give someone, if you got the opportunity, a legit shot to win an NBA championship on a neutral court where there is no home court advantage, and you can take advantage of the opportunity, gotta be there. No reason you shouldn't be playing. Ah, <sighs> it's weird. You know what else is weird? is that basketball goes south, and baseball's like, hey, let's turn things around for the better. (laughs) Let's go ahead and make amends. Let's find a happy place.
1: Uh, Rob Manfred feeling confident that uh, there will be a Major League Baseball season Says he's 100% confident. We'll discuss that coming up next here on the Full
0: Court Press. It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and Ajay Selvason.
1: I think if you were to create a spectrum of sports and how they speak out on social issues, you'd probably put the NBA on an extreme of one side, and I think you'd put NASCAR on the other. I can't think of NASCAR drivers or owners that have really spoken out on any really politically divisive or social
2: issue. They just go out there and race. Starting at 4 p.m. on 106NFM, 1390 AM,
0: and 106andTheFan.com. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com.
1: Eric Franz and Ajay Salveson, thanks for tuning in and joining us on the Full Court Press. 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, 1069thefan.com. So, Podcasts of old shows on the, our website as oh, well. Yeah,
2: all of them, interviews and everything. Have it all there so you can you can find whoever you want to listen to. and uh, Yeah, it'll be there. And, and speaking of which, uh, we'll move our Season 3 premiere of the Full Court Press to July 30th. And then again, it's all depending on what time the Utah Jazz play. These games will start around ten AM Mountain Time and will end around I, I so I think I said it wrong the first time, but I think it'll end around eight PM Mountain Time. Because it's two hours ahead in Florida. Is that right? Two hours ahead? East? Yep. Yep. they're east. So so it'll ra- it'll I mean, the final game for us would be around eight o'clock Mountain Time. So, and the Jazz could be playing in any of that time frame at any point.
1: There's three courts that they'll be on, and uh, what is it? They have like 176 total games that need to be played.
2: Yeah, I mean, the, I mean, they could be at two, three, ten, eight. Who knows? So we'll open. What, our, what if a game goes overtime? Yeah. See. Yes. Yeah. Does yeah, that what mess if up the whole double. rest of the day? Yeah. That jacks up because then you have a warm up time to get on the court, right? Right. Because you gotta have, you have
1: time for guys to clear out.
2: And don't you, do you have to sanitize? Leave things? the locker room. Do you have to sanitize anything like on the court or like? Uh, Anything like that? Would they have to have time for that as well? I don't know. Maybe you bring in a different rack of balls to use for that game. Well, like, what about, like, the benches and seats and, and, I mean, the scores table, right? I would think you probably would. I mean, especially for, like, radio broadcasters, if they have that. Um, That could present. I mean, so, look, again, season three premiere of the Full Court Press, July 30th at 4 p.m. It will be a two-hour show starting that day, 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. Again, it is (laughs) pending on what time the Jazz play which we have no idea and will not know probably until a week before, give or take.
1: Yeah, We hope to get more details on what that schedule does, yeah. in fact, look Amen. like. Who they will play, when Amen. they'll play. But it's still kind of up in the air right now. And something else is kind of up in the air. And We've heard some comments here and there about the relationship between Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. Because at the start of this whole COVID thing, it was not good. No, It was not good. Gobert... Uh, came out with a video saying, hey, we've, we've spoken. Uh, sometimes not even the, the best of marriages are always on the same page <laughs> at the same time. Uh, but he says, you know, we're professional. We just want to win games. Uh, Donovan has been a little bit more quiet about the whole issue. Uh, just saying kind of similar, we just want to win. Uh, but Quinn Snyder actually just recently was interviewed uh, and uh, was asked from his point of view, what that relationship currently looks like from the Utah Jazz star players.
5: Let's start with the current relationship between Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell. We understand that Donovan Mitchell was upset after Gobert was overtly touching items in the locker room. They both ultimately tested positive for coronavirus. Obviously, we saw the video at the press conference where Gobert was playing around and later apologized. Where is their relationship right now? Well, I think it's important you know, just to take a step back um, as you're thinking about um, those two guys, they're both really terrific people and, and excellent players. Um, this, this was the first time that, that any two players um, on one team, uh, really, I think, across the world, certainly in, in the U.S. and in the NBA, that were diagnosed with, with that virus. And if you could imagine, you know, the emotion... Uh, the fear, uh, all the different things that, that go through, you know, their minds and, and their feelings. Uh, It's, it's humbling to think about that and, and you try to, and I, I think right now, you know, we're in good shape. Those guys are getting ready to play and they're as excited as anybody in our team or anybody in the league.
2: They didn't answer the damn question.
1: They did at the very end in the final five seconds. I was watching the clock. When is he gonna is he gonna say it? When is he gonna say it? And it wasn't until like the final I
6: don't know.
2: I don't trust five him. or six seconds. I don't trust him.
5: Shape. Those guys are getting ready to play and they're as excited as anybody in our team or anybody in the league. <laughs> so they're excited? They're getting ready to play. That's that's the answer. Think about that and, and you try to. And I, I think right now, you know, we're in good shape. Those guys are getting ready to play, and they're as excited as anybody in our team or anybody in the league. Wait, the qu- start with the, current rela- the question was, is how is the
2: relationship? How's their
1: relationship? They're getting ready to play, and they're getting ready they're to excited.
2: play. They're excited. Well, no crap.
1: Well, you know, actually, you know what? It, it, that goes back to what I was saying earlier on. Okay. These are two guys that want to win, they're highly competitive. They're professional basketball players. They realize that, that their personal opinions of each other can be set aside as long as they can help each other win games.
2: Can it, though? Like, how long did that work for Shaq and Kobe, Penny and Shaq? Uh, honestly, I'll, I'll put it out there. Horace Grant and Michael Jordan, um, if you saw the last dance. I mean, there's just something like this, of to the effect that it was, that it shut down sports. I mean, think about it. I was talking to somebody uh, and they said, I'll leave the name off there, but they said, think about it. Rudy Gobert shut down jazz basketball. and he, No, sorry. Shut down NBA basketball and really shut down sports around the entire world. Like the alarm sounded when Rudy got tested positive and was like, oh my gosh, it is real. Then everyone started freaking out. And with that, Donovan Mitchell came out, and he was never really supportive of Rudy Gobert. Um, And it just created this big gap between the two. And I think it created a gap between Rudy Gobert and the Utah Jazz. And I just, I I don't know. I don't think it's a great relationship. I don't know if it's going to make it through. I don't think it's going to help. I think maybe Rudy Gobert is like, I'm done playing with you guys. Like, I'm done with this.
1: John Stockton and Carl Malone. They didn't go hang out all the time. When the game was over, they went their separate ways.
2: On the road, they John were.
1: went with his family. Carl did what he did with his. That's family. That's true.
2: Yeah. The, yeah. Okay. They so weren't
1: that. buddy. I mean, people would run into one and and say, "Hey, where's Carl?" or "Where's John?" and they'd be they'd laugh. We're not always together. We're not buddy buddies. So yeah, we perform well on the court. We know where we need to be to, to win games, That doesn't mean that we
2: hang out twenty four seven. No, but this isn't about hanging out. This is about I hate you or I don't like you and you don't like me. You got the coronavirus from who knows who and was I guess immature about it in a way. Yes. And you shut down sports and and it's cuz of you. And now we're all over the freaking we're plastered all over every national news outlet, sports and non-sports related. We're we're all over it because of you. And then he's saying, "Well, look, you're my teammate, I didn't mean to get the coronavirus. I didn't do it on purpose. I'd like to have some support, and I can't get it from my own, the, the, the face of the franchise, if you will. I don't, man, I don't see him getting along. I hope they do, and I hope they can, they go out there and just play basketball because this is a really important stretch, and with no Bojan Bajanovic, their chances of being in the Western Conference Finals, bare minimum, is very slim to none. Very slim to none. Because there's a heck of a lot of teams, extremely talented in Western Conference, that could wipe the Jazz. A few of them, I should say.
1: Dude, it certainly makes it more challenging. Everybody's got to be on the same page, helping each other out. It's got to be a team game here. Because the but, Jazz don't have players individually that can just break down another team.
2: But I want to hear it. Like, I want to hear somebody. I, I, know, I think you said Joe Ingles came out. But Joe, I don't think Joe knows. Joe's just saying it just to put on a show. <laughs> Why wouldn't Joe know? Because he's just saying it to put on a show. Oh, come on. Because he ain't going to go out there and be like, well, yeah, you know, is kind of still P.O. to Rudy Gobert and Rudy Gobert wants out of here. He isn't going to say that. He's going to say, yeah, they're getting along fine. When has
1: Joe Ingles not pulled any punches? When has Joe Ingles uh, been one to... That's
2: a great point, but I think in (laughs) this... And and you do, you bring up a very valid point, but I think in this situation, he's going to touch carefully. He's going to tread around carefully. Because he doesn't want to say anything that's going to get plastered even more about the Utah Jazz, and create any more panic.
1: I I could see that. I could see that. But Joe's not one to gloss over anything and not share his opinion. But he's also smart in
2: how he answers tr- questions. Though so.
1: right, he doesn't want to create more division. Yeah,
2: he's going to be really smart. about it. He doesn't it. be responsible for creating a, a deeper wedge. But there was, and I think Tony Jones put this out in the Athletic. Might have been him or somebody else that like. At one point, it seemed like it was the Jazz versus Rudy Gobert. Now, it's something that Rudy Gobert kind of created because he was upset with the way the Jazz didn't protect him. But I just, I I want to see somebody come out and say, you know what? Even if it's Donovan, our relationship is good. We're going to be okay. Donovan hasn't said that. Rudy hasn't said that. Quinn didn't say that. Mike Conley, I think, tried to refer to it as something like that. But Mike Conley, I mean, he's one of the most positive human beings you could possibly think of. That guy has never got a technical foul in his career, which tells you enough about him. Trying to stay optimistic, but man, that's... Yeah. We'll see.
1: Um, Interesting. Uh, you mentioned Joe Ingles. Okay. Um, this is something that he put out, I guess it's been a couple of weeks. Cause uh, this is about, you know, players being willing to go down there to play in uh-huh. Orlando. So I'm concerned about what they might bring home, right? If they got family members with conditions that may make them more vulnerable. Anyway, here's what Joe Engel said a few weeks ago in a, in a tweet for context. I said this over two months ago when we knew nothing about the virus and what it could do. Uh somebody said that oh, he was yeah. prepared to walk away, fly to Australia and never play another Took game in it his completely life.
2: Completely out of context. Oh but this gosh. was Joe
1: replying, "I know the Jazz NBA would only have us play if they were confident that everyone's health has been put first. When it's safe to go back and
2: play, I will not let my teammates down." See, and, and Joe's got a little bit of something to worry about too, like he's got twins, right? They're twins? Yep. At home? Yep. Uh and, and he got another one on the way. Hey, yeah, yeah, another one, that's right. That's right. Like, you got to be, if there's anyone who wants to be cautious, it's it's Joe Ingles. And I know there's other players who have got maybe expected, you know, and having uh, kids on the way and young kids at home, infants at home. But, man, yeah, I, I, I could see where he's a little cautious in, in this situation. I mean, I still think he plays, don't get me wrong. But I probably a tad bit of worriness as well.
1: Absolutely.
2: Uh, uh, by the
1: way, you mentioned Tony Jones in The Athletic. Yeah. He has a mailbag that's just published today, this afternoon.
2: Oh, I love his mailbag. One Funny. of the questions,
1: do we need to be worried about team chemistry? Are Rudy and Donovan on good terms? Tony's response, the two are on good terms and the team is ready to play. I don't expect
2: any chemistry issues. See, then I can believe that. Tony Jones has his ear to the railroad tracks when it comes to Utah Jazz basketball. He's got info. I'll take that answer and be just fine with it. That's good. That's uh, encouraging. Yeah. To me. I, yeah, absolutely. Hey, by the way, speaking of the jazz, uh, did you see the uh, Instagram post or uh, might have been uh, um, Twitter post too, but it was about Black Lives Matter?
1: Oh, yes. They shared it on multiple social media platforms. And the
2: responses were not encouraging.
1: Um, well, a lot of them were, but there are. Uh, Sadly, a significant number of people that we, we, we still have a long way to go to stamp out racism, and it's disappointing. Jazz fans, uh, I'm not saying we can't lump all of you together, but it's disappointing that there's still a number of, of fans that are still don't get it. Uh, I can't, it's I'm, sickening,
2: quite yeah. frankly. Like I'm reading some of the responses on Twitter, and they're not really that all. <laughs> like Instagram, like when I saw this thing on Instagram, wasn't very accepting from a lot of people. It wasn't were, a controversial post. But read,
1: read, read what the jazz. Have you got it in front of you? Yeah. Read what the the the. the it's a black image yep. with some white writing on it. It's it's not
2: garish. It's not says we cannot controversial. We cannot be silent. Black lives matter. That is it. That's it. It's got a little jazz. Seven logo. words. And but like you look like I because I, I follow them on Instagram, and you look at the comments below, just shredding them, just shredding them. It was really extremely disappointing. Um. <laughs> And then, I mean, so you got fans coming kind of saying, hey, Donovan, we love you. Royce, we love you. you know, and Rudy, we love you. But then, like, if you read a post like this and you read, like, the comments, it makes you sick. And here's the thing, Eric, is uh, I, I think this is why we lose Donovan and Rudy at some point. We're going to lose Rudy and we're going to lose Donovan because of this, kind of this kind of reaction. Like, even Donovan... Uh, voiced his frustration about the reaction that the post got, the negative reaction, I should say. He wasn't entirely happy, and I think that tells him and other and, and other players all just what what this fan base is like. I guess if if, if I and I'm not, I'm not trying to lump them all into one, but for a majority of fans, like again, you read the Instagram post. In fact, the Twitter post has a few negatives in there as well, but it's it's not really all that positive. How are you supposed to get players to come play here when you have fans reacting like that?
1: Well, I I thought that Gail Miller had a great response following the Russell Westbrook incident.
2: Oh, I thought it was wonderful.
1: season ago. And I I thought, look, the Jazz as an organization are making some good strides here. But the fan base, there's some elements of the fan base that still don't get it, and that's
2: disappointing. Yeah, it's odd. And again, I just think it ruins our... It ruins opportunities for free agency because when they go out and recruit guys, guys are like, look, you don't want us there. Or at least the fan base doesn't want us there. And, and again, a majority of fans will say, yes, we do. But then there will be the fans that say, well, your post on social media says you don't. They don't agree with it. Uh, Ajay, when we
1: have, when we, what is it, October? Uh-huh. When a lot of, uh, like the NFL, they wear pink. Oh yeah. For breast cancer awareness. Yep. Love that. Do we hear from other uh cancer awareness people saying all cancers matter?
2: You know I never have. That's a that's a valid
1: point. I, mean, I like that. Should should we be saying all cancers matter? <laughs> I think that people this, are missing guess, the point. A lot of people blue? are missing the point on yeah. what Black Lives Matter means.
2: Yeah. Because I mean the opening post I think on and that's a great point you bring up because the opening post here and i won't read the name <laughs> but it says, I support this as much as I agree black lives matter, it should be stressed all lives matter it's not just blacks being discriminated against we're looking for equality for all right well, that's not the problem. The problem is that George Floyd was killed by being like on de- by laying on the ground and having his neck nailed on for nine and a half minutes.
1: Well, because there's there's too many instances where people of color have not been treated the same as others. Yeah. And so they're just trying to say, treat us the same. Treat us the same. Yes, all lives do matter. But the point of this isn't to try to lift one over another. It's just to say, recognize that one group
2: has not been treated the same. And if you're disagreeing with that, then you're not getting the message. And you need to step back and take a look at yourself in the mirror.
1: All right, we've got to take another time out here on the Full Court we gotta Press. we got to get
2: to baseball at some point.
1: News out of Major League Baseball. Could they be moving in a better direction towards resumption of play? Well, start of play. They haven't even got a chance to start. They had their draft started last night. Rob Manfred made several different comments about Major League Baseball, where they're at. We'll get to that next here on the Full Court Press.
0: The Aggies, Jazz, High Schools, even the Pee Wee's T-Ball team. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, The Fan.
1: Eric France and AJ Salveson, thanks for tuning in and joining us. 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, 1069thefan.com. Major League Baseball has been going back and forth, <laughs> not making a whole lot of progress in, uh, in getting any closer to having games begin. But last night, during a conversation and comments that were made during Major League Baseball's draft, Commissioner Rob Manfred had this to say.
4: I'll be disappointed that we're unable to reach an agreement that allows us to play more games. Uh, But you know what? I think at the end of the day, the most important thing, and I'm not buying into your number of 48, the most important thing is that we play Major League Baseball in 2020, and I can tell you unequivocally we are going to play Major League Baseball this year.
2: How much of that is like real talk, and how much of it is just for show to try to keep people optimistic, knowing that he's losing fans by the day?
1: Well, I think that he's right, and I think he believes what he's saying in that baseball will happen, but what isn't clear is how many games will be played. Because the question was posed, will there be as few as 48 games played? And he disagreed with that. I mean, the players were proposing as many as 114. That's not going to happen. So will it be somewhere in the middle, like 70-ish games? Rob Manfred from Major League Baseball, he has the authority to say, on this day we will begin to play. But he's trying to uh, work something out that both sides can agree on to make it as (laughs) acceptable and as uh, not cost them as much as possible. To try to find a feasible path forward. But it looks like two months today is that the Major League Baseball may
2: be moving a little bit closer to what the players are proposing. Yeah, and 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 that's kind of where it is, right? Like someone's got to just take three steps forward. I mean, just walk towards the other group and say we're listening. I I just feel like the whole time it's just been this like you know wall, and you know someone's trying to talk through a brick wall, and it's just not getting through because the other group doesn't want to listen, whether it's the owners in the MLB or it's the Players Association, the fact that they're actually listening to them and trying to understand what they want is a good sign. It, it's in
1: their best interest. We're it's still in such a long best, ways to go, It's man. in everybody's best interest to figure this out. And it's we all got to realize it's it's weird, okay? It's <laughs> it's unprecedented. We We have to make sacrifices to make it work. But if you do, boy, you could come out better. You could come out as the heroes. Look, we could be playing major league baseball could be the first sport, major sport, to be going and capture everybody's attention. Instead, we just see squabbling.
2: Yeah. Over millions of over dollars. Millions of dollars. Yep. Yeah, I uh I'm kind of amazed that the Rob Manfred's so optimistic that they're gonna have a season. I'm really am amazed by that.
1: Now, he did talk about that the – we've talked about kind of a time frame here that they've got to make a decision soon, really soon. And so um, he's hesitant to commit to a specific date, but they are looking at uh, trying to get this done sooner rather than later.
4: I don't want to commit to um, a a, a particular date when we have to go down that path. I will tell you this, each and every day that goes by – we lose the capacity to play at least one game. And um, that's really the time pressure that's significant at this point in time.
1: Huh. Uh, He also said that Major League Baseball, is uh, there will be another offer that will be issued and discussed.
4: We're going to be making a responsive proposal to the proposal that we received Um, It will be another significant move in the players' direction in terms of the salary issue that has kept us apart. And we're hopeful that it will produce reciprocal movement from the Players Association that we will see a number other than 100% on salary and some recognition that 89 games, given where we are in the calendar and the course of the pandemic, is not realistic.
1: (laughs) Did you catch what he said? We're going to make an offer. And we know that they're going to have to make a counter offer.
2: So I already know it's so coming. So we're still a week,
1: yeah. and a half away, probably
2: yeah. from any, any resolution. It's just yeah, it's it, it's getting old. Honestly, is is, is what it, it's really getting old.
1: Hey, before we go, AJ, there's some news and development about college football, and there's been some question about when could teams. Start getting together to have team practices.
2: Yeah, Nicole Arbok uh, of uh, I believe, of CBS. No, sorry, The Athletic. Uh, she's reporting now that the NCAA Football Oversight Committee has formally recommended a football preseason practice schedule, which will need to be approved by the Division One Council next Wednesday. A person with knowledge of the situation told The Athletic. Uh, Nicole continues, per preseason camps can start 29 days prior to the first game so for teams opening the season on September 5th, that would be August 7th. Other key dates would be July 13th. That would be the start of summer access to players for strength, workouts, and film. And July 24th would expand the hours per week. Players can work and allow and use of ball work, work with assistant coaches to help prepare physically. Uh, and so it's, it's good news, but man, 29 days? You got 29 days to prepare for Washington State?
1: Yeah, didn't Gary say that he wants six to eight weeks?
2: Yeah, that's not even close. That is not even remotely close what he was asking. I mean, that's, yeah. Uh, I'm not so optimistic now. It's good that they got a schedule. That schedule's not going to fit, though. Well,
1: I mean, it affects everyone equally, it looks like. Yeah. But to be honest, I think there's still questions about does Utah State get on a plane and still fly to Seattle?
2: Yeah. And I'm still not told that they're going to, in fact, and so people are like, well, yeah, but then, you know, they got to pay him the $1.5 million still. The conference would pay it for them. The conference would say, you know what, we'll pay it out for you. So you, we, we can do all Well, kinds I think of the they'd
1: games. try to make a claim that we don't owe you the full amount. We couldn't have fans in the stands. Ooh. They could claim if they have some kind of clause like that, the force majeure, whatever it's called, French word, about... <laughs> these unanticipated acts of God uh, that limit these games from being able to be played. I don't know. I haven't seen that that contract between Utah State and Washington to play the game, so I couldn't tell you. (laughs) If they're guaranteed that money no matter what, or
2: if there's some way that it just doesn't happen. There's no way Washington pays that money with only 20% crowd. No way that happens. They want a full crowd there, and I, I, so yeah, I kind of agree with you. That's a good point you bring up. Do they pay it if there's no crowd? No, no, uh-uh. Do they, do they pay anything if the game doesn't even happen?
1: No, the conference would, though. Too many questions. Yeah. That's going to do it for us tonight. Have a great night, everybody. We'll see you
6: tomorrow. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. NASCAR made a significant announcement yesterday. It will ban the presence of the Confederate flags at all events. Some racing fans aren't happy, but NASCAR's statement said it all. They want to provide a welcoming and inclusive environment for all fans. That's the only acceptable position. Forget arguments about history or heritage. The bottom line is the flag made some people very unhappy, uncomfortable. That's all we need to do. Credit Bubba Wallace, the only African-American driver in the sport. He urged the sports organizers to implement the Confederate flag ban. And he wrote Black Lives Matter on the side of his number 43 car at Martinsville last night. NASCAR is a team sport. Sometimes drivers do things to push their teammates ahead. That's exactly what Bubba Wallace did for everyone. He may not have won the race last night, but he certainly helped propel NASCAR forward in a very, very important way. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise.